0: Another Tuesday, another episode of Mastering Agility, a podcast series with and for inspiring agilists, bringing you the best of the business. This podcast series is brought to you by agilitymasters.com, providing you with all the agile coaches and scrum masters you need. Make sure to go to the website and subscribe to the newsletter to stay up to date on all new episodes and coming speakers. Now, in the last episode, the guys from the Self Org Chefs, Sirian Salai and Jordan Gross joined us to start discussing the topic of self-management the self-organization. We didn't quite finish last week, so we're going to continue our recipe today. Uh, I'm looking at the autonomy house basically that you just described, but you, you made a picture of it, so I'm looking at it. Um, it has the three pillars of power, giving trust, uh, skills and knowledge, and the responsibility. The other side of responsibility is accepting fear and having a safe-to-fail environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that does require a high level of psychological safety. How do you create such a uh, such an environment? Is it something that that I would be able to do on my own as a scrum master? What what do I need for this?
1: Yeah, how do you create psychological safety? I think that that's um, just the, just thing. It doesn't happen overnight. I think a very good uh, rule of thumb here is that uh, leaders go first. Um, so so as a scrum master uh, as a manager um you sh- you should show um uh, vulnerability for example you should show okay how do i cope with questions how do i uh, not decide on your behalf and explain that to them i think that that's um one step at least to gain gaining more trust Jordan how do you feel about this
2: um The the pillars are in some kind of order, I believe. Um, And that means to to have this in a non-harmful way, uh, leaders go first, as Sirian does said. So it starts with you giving a bit of trust and a bit of mandate and responsibility. Uh, Doesn't mean you drop it all and, and walk away, but it starts with you opening up a bit. And then uh, you create a, a small space for people to to step in and pick up things. Um, that also means if you're not allowing them to fail at that first step, nobody's willing to take that first step. Yeah. Um, uh, you could you could you could walk through the pillars from the other way around, right? So people start taking responsibility, they learn the skills as they go, and then they kind of dictate the leader to let go of these things. Um, but that's that pattern and not to say that it has the same cruelty but that pattern follows like the the arabic spring um yeah. it is people taking power i think what uh, a lot of that 10 years ago when apps started becoming uh, 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 becoming a thing and um, agile teams within even big corporates started appearing because they had no clue how to do mobile and these 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 app builders uh, uh, agencies had some uh, some idea. Um, that's when when kind of the Arabic Springs in in the corporate landscape started. So these these teams started and they they found a way to break free from all the the uh, bureaucracy because they were successful. Um, but you you saw that there were not a lot of companies that fully adopted it. No, there were like rebellious teams. They they cooped against what was normal, uh, what was in the hierarchy, what was in the bureaucracy, um, and they were successful with it. But it was not a a safe or nice place for a lot of people. So a lot of these good people left those companies yeah. because they felt, hey, this is not a company where I'm at my place. This is not a company where I can do the things I want to do or can be as awesome as I am. Um, and And... Uh, uh that's like 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 people fleeing from countries where they they don't feel they're at their place where they feel they're in in danger and that's not confuse physical danger with uh, with psychological danger but there are definitely a lot of metaphors there yeah. and psychological safety means is this a, a place where i can stay and where i can grow and where i can feel which is an important part of growing um so making making organizations and and especially the leaders in this organization aware that you need to let go first else this is not going to happen by itself that is a big part of uh, of of what uh, uh what we do and and other change agents in uh, in this journey yeah.
1: i i have a very very nice example about this because we we were in this uh agile transformation journey and uh, one of the leadership team members um Came to me and they they were doing Scrum as well because said okay leaders go first so uh, if all the teams are using Scrum we need to do Scrum as well um, so one of the leaders uh, uh, leadership team members came to me and said well Zirian um, I'm a little upset okay, what's go what's going on yeah we've been doing Scrum now for for uh, for three four sprints and and I don't see it working I don't think that's something for us uh, we we shouldn't do Scrum all right okay so why not yeah, our work is so distributed, we cannot plan it, and it's um, a lot of ad hoc um, uh, things that we have to do. So I don't think it's, it's it's suitable for us. And then I asked them, okay, so what would you say if the infrastructure team came to you and told you that, uh, well, uh, they can't do Scrum uh, because uh, uh, work is coming all over the place and uh, it's very hectic, they cannot plan anything, so they're not going to use Scrum. Well, that's not possible. Why not? Yeah, because they can do Scrum. They need to manage their own work. Okay, and what kind of signal do you give if as a leadership team member you decide not to do Scrum anymore? <laughs> and then it was silence. And, and, and that's, that's the beauty of um, having that self-reflection on what your actions um, result in. Because if you as leadership members decide not to do Scrum anymore because yeah, you have a lot of unplanned work, that's sending out a signal to the rest of the organization, it's okay um, not to do this. And that's not something that you like because you cannot guide them anymore.
0: I think that's a beautiful part of the Scrum framework and especially in the initial um, implementation, if you want to call it like that. Scrum make things painfully transparent yeah. mm-hmm. and it does require a vast amount of, of vulnerability, especially from leadership. Yeah. Uh, in order to show... It, it's okay to mess up. I mean, if you go back to the metaphor of teaching your kid to to ride a bike, my son was tremendously afraid of of falling over. He tipped over once, and he was like, "I'm never gonna do this again." And it's mm-hmm. kind of the same what you're what you're drawing out here. Like yeah. Scrum doesn't work here because we seem to fail practice. And it will if you inspect and adapt and use these kind of lessons for the good. Then ultimately, you're gonna reap the benefits of Scrum.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, the blog post i think it's from Ron Jeffries um we quit doing baseball because it didn't work and it's uh, um, removing all the obsolete things from baseball. Well, why do we have uh, have uh, four stations? Let's just move it back to one, so we don't have to run. And uh, well, if you don't. Know why are there that many people in the field if we always hit it in the same direction? There can be one person catching. Um, so so he's he's like like declining baseball to to the most boring thing ever. And then he's like, well, this this doesn't really work as an engaging sport. So let's quit it. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, it's kind of what what a lot of companies are doing with the hard parts of something new they're trying well let's let's cherry pick the good parts and let's leave the hard parts a bit behind because you're not looking that well if we do if we don't do well if we fail etc etc are, are
1: you are you just using a sport metaphor jordan to explain to explain oh, this? Oh, no, no worries it's not <laughs> mine it's not mine i i stole it <laughs>
0: I mean, we're sticking to all kinds of metaphors, from kids <laughs> no, to sports. No, 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 no. The,
1: re- the reason why I this, uh, do this is I, I'm a real sports guy, just, just like you, Sander. But, um, Jordan, jo- Jordan so if, 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 I, if I talk about uh, football, for example, and um, for the U- US and Canada, soccer, um, Jordan will fall asleep within two seconds. So that's why I'm, I'm really, really surprised he's using a sports <laughs> metaphor. I think there's too many letters in soccer. It should just be suck.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not my
0: thing. <laughs> no, and um, I guess that's the same with with Scrum or business uh, business agility. It doesn't fit everywhere, um, but that's also something that most organizations tend to to skip and treat Scrum or any kind of framework like a silver bullet that's going to fix all fix all of their problems. What would happen if you treat it indeed like this and and ignore the problems that become transparent and just trying to figure out a different <laughs> yeah. framework that, are gonna, that would stick
2: yeah yeah, we uh, we quit uh, scrum we're doing kanban now you know these yeah. these these teams that are um uh, you didn't really try it uh, you looked at it and it had a, a a strange smell that you haven't smelled before so uh you walked away from it again um that's, and, that's and, not and
1: really how it and works and especially yeah it do, it doesn't work in our process. Our processes are different. no it's more about commitment. It's more about dedication on okay, are you willing to be open about what is not going well because it makes it transparent, or are you uh, is your mindset fixed at all costs to make sure that your current processes which didn't help you in agility, uh, remain because well, you often <laughs> your process <laughs> need fixing, right yeah. Or, or your mindset needs fixing, or your organization standards, or your organization design need to change because it doesn't help in your uh, agility. Yeah,
0: it's a paradigm-shifting culture. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: And an important part is, um, uh, same with, with uh, Scrum, of course, and, and same goes for self-organization, uh, it's not a goal in itself. Um, the goal is not to be the most awesome self-organized company ever, no um the goal is your self-organizing towards something so again uh there's a boundary there in the autonomy uh the boundary is that you have a shared goal uh, that you have a shared purpose that you have a shared vision um if you're not, if you don't know how to move there or, or or where that there is i should say um yeah then then you're self-organizing for the practice of self-organizing and that's not something i think a lot of companies uh, would really uh, be winning at life uh, in the, in that. No,
0: way. ultimately, it's about being able to respond to change in order to survive as an organization. Um, how do you guys deal with this then in practice? Because if if you compare this and go back to a sports metaphor and to nutrition, for instance, it's kind of like saying, "Hey, this diet didn't work for me, so I yeah. just revert back after two days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck the, fuck all those vegetables."
1: Um, uh, actually, we just had a, a discussion with uh, with an organization who said, "Okay, we want to change um, uh, new teams, and uh, can can you help us with it?" And we had the discussion with them on, "Okay, what is the level of autonomy uh, that you that you want? Um, do you want them to really, really uh, co-create the organization with you, or do you uh, do you only want them to self-select?" but have that honest discussion uh, uh, with each other. Don't go like, okay, you can uh, collaborate, uh, you can co-create the organization, uh, you can self-select just as long as it's the same uh, idea as I have.
0: But are organizations then still doing Scrum? Because if you look at the Scrum guide, it specifically mentions self-managing teams. If they only stick to self, uh, uh,
1: what were you mentioning, self-selection, what would happen then? Uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, it's a matter of are they doing Scrum or are, are they not doing Scrum? It's are they creating that movement? Are they inspecting and adapting towards something that helps you uh, towards business agility? Uh, or are you holding yourself back? Or are you saying, okay, now, um, yeah, we are doing Scrum, but I never want them to uh, decide uh, how the teams look like. All right, then why are you using Scrum? Why are you using any framework at all? So it's it's, it's not about if you're doing the things right. It's about we know that our organization is not there yet. Therefore, we use a framework to help us uh, uh, get where we want and to make things transparent and and, and fix it together.
0: Ultimately, it's about delivering value, right? Mm -hmm. How does self-organization or self-management or whatever you want to call it, uh, how does this relate to the delivery of value?
2: Um, I think an important part is that you're giving people the agency uh, uh, to keep driving towards value. Instead of saying, hey, this is the value, this is our strategic plan, and you fill in this part of the plan. Um, you're giving people much more trust and, and, and control over, am I still going towards that value? Are the things we as a team are producing, adding to the value? are the things we as a team of teams are producing together still going towards that value. Um, it also means that you, you, uh, you probably end up being much more explicit about those things. So your control is not about uh, uh, the lower level telling people what to do. Your control is about the, the, the clarity and, and direction and ambition you put in those higher goals. Your, your controls become, uh, the goal framework becomes your control. Instead of uh, the output that teams are having,
1: yeah and I think that also uh, ties into to, um, uh, to to the sense of autonomy, purpose and mastery uh, of, of, of people. so if you if you allow them to flourish in those aspects uh, by giving them guidance uh, and, and clear uh, clear goals uh, or clear directions at least, then it helps people flourish then because I don't think anybody is going to work uh, and tell them, well, you know what?" today i want to make sure that my company loses a lot of customers oh, they, 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 at least i have a they haven't spoken up to me maybe it's about the psychological safety uh, here but <laughs> but I, I i i don't believe that people think that way people come there i want to i want to have a meaningful uh, job here so i want to contribute i want to help people i want to help customers um if if that is on top of mind Then, how should we organize ourselves? And how can I allow you to do what you love doing the most? And that's delivering value. He
0: just described autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And for those who didn't read the book or saw the animation, could you describe what autonomy, mastery, and purpose is about?
1: Please, please take it. Yeah. um, No, the the, the first thing is um, if we talk about mastery. Uh, mastery is, is all about getting better at things, getting better at things because we um, we want it for ourselves. It's like, why do we spend a lot of time doing complicated work, complex work um, uh, on, on on social media or on Wikipedia or whatever? We contribute to it. We give a lot of meetups for free. Why? Because we want to get better at it because we want that. That's a sense of uh, mastery. Um the the autonomy is like okay, um, I know how to do things. I have a high degree. Uh, it's it's it's. Please allow me to solve complex work. Um, if I, if I can arrange my own mortgage, obviously I'm capable enough to also do my do my work. Allow, uh, decide how I do do the work. That's the autonomy part. And the purpose is like giving direction. Uh, if 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 I don't know why I do things. Um, then that that does, doesn't satisfy me. I need to know why I'm doing this. If it fits with my own moral complex, for example, those are the three aspects which really help in, um, yeah, in 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 delivering value.
0: Yeah. So these three topics come from uh, Drive: The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us by yeah. Daniel Pink, and in that book, he also talks about how carrots and sticks kind of rewards. Don't really help anymore when it comes to um, working in a complex environment, like most Scrum teams do, as uh, um, due to the the empirical process control. What would be a better reward in self organizing teams? Because it become that it, it, the intrinsic motivation becomes so much more important in self-organization than just saying, hey, here you have a fat paycheck, which does help to a certain extent, but the quality of work is not going to go up. Yeah.
2: I um, I thoroughly believe money is hygiene. If you have enough of it, it's not on your mind. Um, so um, pay people well enough. Don't lure them into sucking jobs with more money. Um, because in the energy, the the time and uh, or in the end the time and energy you invest in a job is is not something that's limitless um, definitely time isn't um, it's it's not something that you can bring up more if the the job keeps sucking more no then then you go into, into a burnout or or a bore out um, if it's not engaging um,
0: I like the term bore out
2: oh that's that's definitely a thing that has comparable symptoms as a burnout if if your job is every day sucking your energy and and not giving a lot back because it's not engaging um whoa you you lose the drive why do you why do you get out of bed at all if you're not doing anything meaningful um uh, what's what's even the purpose of going to work again yeah well okay I, i get a paycheck at the end of the month um but but this is the other end of the burnout. Um, if your job is is highly taxing and it's asking too much, it doesn't work. If it's if it's under delivering, um, if you think I'm I'm highly qualif- a qualified, intelligent, autonomous person, and none of these traits are really uh, uh, flourishing in my job, and my job is not not enabling me in these parts. You also check out mentally. Um, you're there physically, but you 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 leave yourself out as soon as you yeah. enter the door.
0: You're there, but you're not. Yeah,
2: exactly. And and this is uh, this is the kind of rewards I think that are uh, really rewarding. Do you do you have a feeling that you actually contribute something in your life in your job? Uh, do you have a, a a feeling that you make an impact on? However small that impact may be, but uh, on people's lives, uh, on the world, uh, the things you actually do with the product or service that you produce, um, these are the things that, that that make people happy in the end. Money is something that keeps you from being unhappy, um, but this kind, this kind of fulfillment and engagement and, and, and purpose uh, is what really makes you happy. It's, yeah. it's extending towards and, the other end.
1: And, 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 and the sense of trust. Uh, i I always use use an example that we uh, that we did more often because in in organization we also talk uh, always talk about budget how much budget do I have what's what's the money I can spend so we were in this organization we were um, uh, with our teams and every team had their own corner and they were allowed to uh, refurbish it or just just to put anything in it which they liked and initially with the leadership team, we said okay there 's a thousand euro budget for every team. But luckily, that wasn't uh, communicated that well to all team members. Uh, so so what happened? Some team members came came later on to me and said, okay, Sirian, so um, what's the budget actually? And and then I experimented. I told them, yeah, there's no budget. Uh, there's no budget? No, I think uh, this is your own, your own floor. This is your own space. Uh, I think you're uh, mature enough to um, decide what is good for you and wh- what you need and uh, how much it will cost. So go ahead. And the funny thing is, is that the teams which had budget for 1000 euros, they went to the manager and told them, okay, yeah, I think we, uh, we, we really want a fridge and it's going to be 200 euros extra. The teams which didn't allocate a budget, they came around 500 euros because they, they were thinking, how would I spend my money if it was my own money? So they went to secondhand stores. So they said, oh, I have a, I have a fridge in, uh, in an attic. Which I don't use anymore. Oh, we can uh, we can do that. Oh, I have a, uh, I have a friend, so they they were a lot more creative because it was it felt like their own their own money. They don't want to rip off the company. No, it's, it's they they got the trust that they can do whatever they like because it's for it's 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 their own thing. That that's what I really like. If you get the trust and then you do cool stuff with it
0: how does accountability because that's a term that that pops to mind how does holding each other accountable uh, play with this
1: yeah that that that's, that's the thing that if um, if a managers then went to to the team and told them, oh well uh, I don't like this setup then you got ca- you can't hold people accountable is it accountable okay just make sure that um, you do stick within the boundaries but it's it's it's, it's your thing and if it's um uh if it's not up to my sense or my liking then i should allow it because otherwise i would have had uh, I, I should have had boundaries for it
0: yeah and also how team members hold each other accountable. Let's say yeah. a team member, mm. let's say you, Jordan, uh, like to play pool and you want to have a super large pool table next to it and I want to play Call of Duty, so I'm going to go absolutely bonkers on a huge TV and Xbox and everything that comes with it. And then Zerion is basically left out with nothing. How does accountability, uh, accountability relate to that in the sense of, uh, of teamwork?
2: Well, let's, let's first make it clear that I wouldn't care if I get my pool table. Um, <laughs>
1: sports, um that's also sports I think but this, is, is, this it,
0: is does it have anything to do with any
1: kind of movement uh yeah he, he, the, the only movement he does and he does it very very nicely it's like uh drawing and making visualizing things mm-hmm. and designing things that's the only movement he, he does. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so let's uh, let's call it right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, <laughs> and we're leaving nuts together <laughs> um no, but this is like like uh, uh, running a household, right? If 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 you spend uh, uh, the household budget on something that the people you live together with and you have responsibility to do not agree on, you have a serious problem at home. Uh, you have something to talk out, and you probably make agreements on how to avoid these kind of situations next time uh a lot of re, uh, a lot of relationships don't but that's another topic again um <laughs> but these kind of things uh is also if you look at, at the self organization uh, if you want to do it really really well and take it serious um i would advise having something of a, a conflict procedure and a decision procedure if it's not explicit how decisions are made uh, yeah. people are gonna work their way in and you're um if it's not if it's not clear how conflicts are being made it's not safe to get into a conflict because you're not sure what's going to happen and is the person that's uh, more more friendly with management going to win the conflict then or or is is that person going to step in and decide for us um so um the accountability also comes from again making your own guardrails and the company doesn't have to give them to you but at least be aware: if you don't have a guardrail for this part, it might derail. Uh, so again, it's the autonomy uh, with alignment, and to to make it proper autonomy, involve people in that alignment. Okay. So what what kind of uh, rules do we need uh, uh, if you get a budget? What what would help us to to have a proper way of dealing with that budget? Um, well, well, maybe uh, uh, before we buy something, we need it to be in peer re- review if it's more than a hundred euros. Uh, you know, these these kind of things yeah. um, help in in making the accountability a uh, 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 test. It something something you understand instead of oh, the first one to spend that is the winner. Okay, yeah, <laughs> obviously uh, I order the pool table that's here tomorrow, and uh, you run to the store for the Xbox now. <laughs> exactly. And and Zeyan is yeah. uh, is off on Wednesday, and he comes in and he's like. Well, you redecorated the
0: place. Things change.
1: PlayStation more. (laughs) What happened?
0: Too bad, you're late. (laughs) But are these guys also responsible for uh, the raise, for instance, of uh, other team members, like really properly spending the budget on on other people's salary?
2: That uh, open salary is a, a topic that for a lot of companies is uh, is quite far-fetched, something I wanted to look into. I, I heard in the radio when I was in the shower this morning, um, there's been a big research um, by the unions and um, obviously that topic, but uh, males get erased much more often uh, 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 than, than, than women in the Netherlands. And um, also uh, uh, men are much more likely to ask for it. Again, resulting in getting more often a raise. Um, So uh, the union actually said, um, well, we think uh, a lot more companies should be transparent about their salaries. Wow. And I was like rejoicing in the shower. Um, I remember (laughs) working with unions in transformations years ago and they were almost more reluctant of, of uh, the future of work than the leaders were who saw their jobs crumbling um, because they were like, no, no, we need to protect people still, still believing that the boss is a bad thing to you and and uh, 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 a job is, uh, is is a new form of slavery, um, that these kind of things are really uh, uh, the way they, they seemed to act up to a few years ago. Um, and now they said... Uh, uh, Salaries should be transparent, and I was like, "Well, well, I, I need to look into this later today. Um, uh, what I can find on this, and and what the exact quote was." Um, but this is a, a topic that, well, up to this morning, I felt was still much too far fetched for a lot of companies. Um, and I think it's wonderful if you're if you're willing to start on the journey. Because it's also a journey. Uh, it's not just that you open up the salaries. It means that you probably have to do some fixing from things that's happened in the past. Um, but also, um, how do you assess the data you get? So, um, okay, Sander, I find out uh, uh, you make 2K more than I do every month. I might have an opinion about that. Yeah. Uh, how do I...
0: How uh, do you justify it?
2: Exactly. So that also probably means you need you need clear behavior with different salary uh, ranges um, because behavior is the only thing I can assess. I can say no uh, Sander is a, a better dot 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 or he uh, uh, he really excels at integrity. Yet, It's not something I can measure and objectively create. No. So uh, you should probably put that in behaviors. It means you have a, a very thorough peer review process um, which means you have a very open feedback culture. So there's a lot of steps you probably need to take before you can open up the salaries without it being fake um, uh, or backfiring. There's, there's. Uh, uh, I remember uh, uh, a company, or remember it's still it's still live, uh, a company that, that has opened, uh, really, they say, oh, we have open salaries and they're on the wall. And then you find out that um, almost everyone um, earns the same. So that's that's not what the goal of open salary is. No, I oh. know
0: which one you mean. indeed. They, they have a fixed set of how uh-huh. their formula works. But I can imagine, and what I mean, I'm curious about your opinion there too, Syrian. Uh, Do you think people would become jealous or envious of others other people's salary if it's such an open discussion? Um,
1: I think they will, uh, if 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 the. Um uh, uh, how do you say if the culture is not uh, well in place? So if we have a culture where we don't have any transparency about uh, about things, or how do we deal with conflict, and how do we talk to each other respectfully? Then yes, it will become uh, become the feeling of, uh, of of jealousy, and then you you will do stuff and you do behavior that is just not good. Um. So so that you, you should be talking about okay so how do we uh, manage the conflict and if, if you have that in place and I, I don't think people will be will be jealous people will find okay yeah yeah we have assessed it and i think it's 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 good it's it, it is fair that you earn 2k more than i do oh. so but but allow me to help me how do how do i become as good as you And that's a powerful
0: question. If if someone would be able to ask that in practice, do you think self-organization is suitable for anyone?
1: Um, That's a difficult question. I tend to think yes, um, but not everybody is in the same level. Explain. Uh, um, Well, uh, let's... Let's, get, let's give an example. Uh, what self-organization for somebody might mean is like, okay, I want, to, uh, I want to co-create how the organization looks like. That's where I get my energy from. And somebody else says, yeah, you know, it's talking all about the strategic things. I would rather have like, okay, I trust you that you can come up with a structure. I'm, I'm better at reviewing it. I'm better at, okay, is everything working? and that's a, that's a diff, diff, different form of self organization as well so therefore i think it it's suitable for everybody but not everybody is the same does does that make sense
0: it does make sense it's it's a really proper consultant kind of answer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he basically gave you back that you didn't give an answer
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very uh, so specific
0: to the situation and yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the person yeah.
1: Yeah, no, but, but it, yeah, it, it's, it's indeed very specific to the, to the person. because. Um, but as long as you are open about it and that, that you don't tell everybody, okay, now you have to contribute and you have to think about the new uh, organization uh, um, uh, strategic movement that we are making. You can't, you can't force people to be. No, autonomous. and then
0: you're taking but, away the autonomy again.
1: Yes, but you have to be transparent on what the strength of each member is and how their role is in self-organization. Because then again, you can have the the discussion with each other.
0: Makes sense. Hey, guys, we're at the end of the second episode now. <laughs> it <laughs> went by quickly, didn't it? Yeah, uh, very nice. If there's a really good podcast or book or a- any kind of blog or article that pops to mind when it comes to self-organization uh, that you would recommend any listeners to check out what would it be
2: um i think definitely uh we we did a, a big experiment with uh, with around uh, uh, close to 200 people uh, that that self-organized into 25 uh, uh, groups um and uh, there were some patterns in there. And afterwards, Zerian uh, came up to me and said, hey, there's this book by Sandy Mamoli and David...
1: It's David Moll. Big David... shout out to both of them, by the way.
2: David Moll. Um, It's called, I think, Self-Organizing Teams. And it's it's a book really about uh, a self-selection experiment they did. And they, they detail it out, how they uh, how they exactly did it. Um and we were happy to find out oh we, we we in our experiment we uncovered a lot of comparable patterns yeah. um so uh, that's definitely a book that i would uh, would recommend to to read if you're starting out um yeah, which one
1: was that could you repeat yeah. it again uh, self organizing teams no, it's called uh, creating great teams by ah. sani uh, mamoli and david mole uh and it's, it's very funny because if you see the book cover it's uh, a cat and a dog, and I think also a hamster. Uh, so <laughs> make sense. It, it, it doesn't look anything like creating a great teams, but it's, it's, uh, I think if you're, uh, if you're interested in self-organization, uh, at least the self-selection part, this is um, an amazing, amazing book you should read. Yeah, I would say that's a hamster. <laughs> That's a guinea pig, man. A guinea pig, yeah. A guinea pig. Same, same.
2: I like a guinea pig much more. That's what most people are in the self organization experiments, right? <laughs> hey,
0: gentlemen, um, I love this discussion. Thank you very much for being here.
2: Absolutely. Thanks Thank for, having for having us on yeah, there. Absolutely you. enjoyed
0: And that concludes our double episode with the guys from the self chefs, Jordan Gross and Zirian Salai. You can find their contact details and additional resources in the show notes included. This has been one episode of a series, so make sure to follow us on all the large platforms and make sure to subscribe to the newsletter on the website of agilitymasters.com in order to stay up to date with the latest information and guest speakers or maybe to provide some feedback or a question, anything, feel free to reach out. Until the next time, guys.